This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is Friday. Uh, a chilly Friday. It is. It's After a blustery it's, Friday. It, it really yeah. is Black Friday. It's kind of blackish outside. It is. And we're recording this early, and it looks like it's going to be dark any minute you see, now. You just yeah. pull back the curtain there. I know. Sometimes I tell people things. <laughs> you know, it, it makes us bond with our audience on this very holiday week. It is a very holiday-like week. And uh, the Steelers, uh, however, not uh, taking the holidays off. They practiced uh, yesterday. I was down there for that. They practiced again today. Um, and uh, it looks like... There's a very good chance that they'll have Joe Hayden back. Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick getting through practice yesterday and today. Uh, fine. Said he yeah, felt great passing. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Watt saying he was able to do some things again today as well. Um, so trending in the right direction. How about this stat, Matt? The Steelers, when T.J. Watt plays the entire game. Mm-hmm. Start to finish. Start to finish. leave in the midway or whatever. Yeah. Five and one. Yeah. How about that? When T.J. Watt either doesn't play or does not finish the game, oh, three and one. Crazy. Yeah. That's I mean, like MVP type stuff. That's why you give him that contract. <laughs> yeah. That's why, I mean, the massive ripple effect he has on everybody else, let alone the one on one matchups and one on two matchups he wins. You know, I mean, great, great player. I mean, there, there's no question about it. I mean, it's, it's, there's fewer massive difference makers in the league than I think people realize. And you don't let them out of the building. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You, you just keep, you, you get, you're happy to get them and you pay them. And if you, you were, if like, they put out the top 20. Or top 100 list every year. Right. 25 of those guys are maybe in that yeah, conversation. Yeah, right, right, right. Somewhere in that range. And they'd be in there the year after. You yeah. know, I mean, like they're elite players, Hall of Fame-like resumes yeah. or careers or stints, you know, the, like that. And, yeah, I think that's probably about right. You know, I mean, and defensively, we could probably name 10 of them right yeah. now. In, in There's lots. probably, yeah, between 5 and 10 of those yeah, guys right. who are defensive players. A lot of them are quarterbacks. A lot of them are quarterbacks. There's but, some weapons that yeah. stand out that are way different than everybody else, too. You know, right. I mean, just watching games yesterday, I mean, just even a guy like Tyron Smith fits for me. You know, I mean, just the team's so much different with and without him. And a Although, couple did linemen. you see the fourth down play? That well, I'm not even talking about his performance yet. He did not yeah, play just, well yesterday. He, no, he probably <laughs> came back too early, yeah. to be honest with you. But, yeah. He just kind of stood up and looked around as every, the plays happening around him. Like, <laughs> I don't think he knew what was going on. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he's, he's a great player. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, guys like that. Nobody though. on Dallas performed particularly well yesterday. No, that was my the one thing I didn't see coming. I, I, I thought the Raiders were... Probably left for dead. I, I was about ready to dig a grave for them. They were getting to standing eight count. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, they were a rough, rough season. <laughs> Waller gets hurt in that game. But they got up early. I mean, that was key. I mean, I think that's a huge key in this one, too, is, is, is Raven. You or can Steelers score, score quickly and yeah. get a lead, yeah. I mean, that hurt the Steelers dramatically, I think, against Chargers, having to play from behind. And they did it well, obviously. They came back in a roaring fashion. But I think you want to just keep handing at the nausea, handing at the nausea. And, you know, the Bengals... Mixon averaged like 2.4 yards a carry in the first half against the Raiders and then 5.1 in the second half. You know, like yeah. it, being able to stick with the run game and your script pays off as the games go on. Well, to your point, I mean, the first uh, the first game against the uh, the, the Bengals, uh, Harris had um, one you, without Watt. This, is, this yeah. was week three. Uh, 14 carries for 40 yards. That was also the game that he caught 14 passes mm-hmm. for 102 yards. The Bengals have given up the most receptions, not surprisingly, to yeah. opposing running backs. If you look at it, 
Uh, week one, Dalvin Cook had uh, six catches against him. Amir Abdullah had two. Hmm. Uh, C.J. Ham had two. Alexander Madison had one. So they, I mean, wow. it's not just been Najee Harris. It's, right, right. It's not know, just they've, a they've great receiving this. back. Right. You know, they, they gave up five against the Bears in week two. Um, the Jaguars only had two receptions against them in, after the week after playing the Steelers. But then uh, you look at it, the Packers had nine, four each for Dylan and Jones, hmm. uh, one for Killen Hill. Uh, DeAndre Swift had five catches against them. I mean, everybody is pretty – Michael Carter from the Jets, uh, Michael Carter and Ty Johnson combined for 14 catches against wow. them. The backs have had a lot of success catching the football against these yeah. guys. Uh, my two thoughts on it are their linebacking core – the last two, three, four years has been as bad yeah. as bad as any. Unit Logan Wilson has some splash, but he has four interceptions. I would say they're getting a lot better, and it's led by Wilson. But he's, they were all early. They were all early. He's yeah. a good player. Yeah, though. I mean, but they, he's no. I, I like he's yeah. yeah. But I still think you want to attack that unit to some degree. They're better in the front line and the secondary than they are at linebacker. I also think you can screen that pass rush down a little bit too, and I yeah. think people you know plan to do that. I mean, Steelers aren't a big screen team, but I, I think that's an effective tactic against those guys. Yeah, the the big one that stands out to me is, is that Jets game. That was yeah, that was Mike White. Uh, Michael Carter had nine catches for ninety five yards, and Ty Ty uh, Johnson had five for seventy one. Those are receiver numbers. Yeah, they are. Wow. I, I mean, mean, that's a Mike White thing. Apparently, is yeah. you know get it out quick, off into backs, and wasn't asked to do a ton, but it worked. Yeah, even the next week against the Browns, who don't necessarily throw to the backs a lot, Chubb had two catches for 26 yards. Demetric Felton had one for 22. Okay. So maybe the Jets expose a little something. A little something, yeah. yeah. I, I can buy that. I think it's a, a good tactic for sure. I always think it's a good tactic with the way the Steelers are built, to be yeah. honest with you. And I, I feel like I say this every week, but we still haven't seen extreme receiver traits from Harris. We've seen the traits. We haven't seen receiver routes and a lot of things that you and others would talk about at camp of him catching the ball way over his head and extended. Yeah, and more throws downfield. It's right, more, it's right, more right. been dump-offs. Even even he said that, you know... Um, a couple weeks ago, didn't he mention When he was asked like that, about yeah. the, the game against the Bengals, he said, well, a lot of those catches were... I was the last option. You know, mm-hmm. I was just kind of things because didn't work, dump it off. I think as Roethlisberger said, they were basically running... They had a picket fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at the first down marker, and okay, you want to throw it deep? Go ahead and throw it deep. Um, you know, again, that was week three, mm-hmm. and no Deontay Johnson. No Deontay Johnson too. Right. Yeah, the I Steelers mean, were missing some pretty big pieces in that game. Yeah, that it's funny. I didn't do my stats packet and all that stuff, and I went back and looked at that game. You know, even before the Steelers or Bengals played this past week, because I'm just going to look at the box score. I know I have to write this article, so it's not going to change no matter what. And you'd look at that box score and be like, "How did the, I mean the Steelers Which team ran a won lot this one? more plays?" Yeah. Right. I mean, it was it didn't. Burrow tell had the 177 whole story. passing yards, but three. He only had 18 attempts. Right. Right. You know? I mean, it wasn't like man, they'd controlled all the action. They had a couple of big plays. Yeah, a couple of big plays, and I forget what the the turnover ratio was in that game, but it wasn't drastic. It yeah. wasn't four to one or you know crazy things that you know remember, but. Again, then you. What if they had Watt? What if they had Deontay? You know, yeah, yeah. makes it different. What Take if they had Watt and Highsmith? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. of matters. They didn't Absolutely. have any sacks in that game. Right, no sacks, no quarterback hits. Now, again, the Bengals only did only threw the ball eighteen times. Mm-hmm. Still, but you know, it was very much. The score wasn't in, similar to the Brown game against the Browns in the playoffs because you didn't have the turnovers that, mm-hmm. that they had. Right, right, right. Uh, but the. 
kind of the game script was kind of the same. The Steelers, the, 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 the Bengals didn't throw the ball a lot because they didn't have to. Didn't have to. Uh, Played in their hands that way. The Steelers didn't get any qu- pressure on the quarterback because the Bengals weren't throwing the ball and didn't and have didn't to. And they didn't have their two edge, yeah. edge rushers. You know, they and, did have Ingram at that yeah. point, but, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I, I, you know, I, I look at this game and just. <sighs> I don't know what to make this game. Yeah. I know we have to make a pick in an hour and a half or whatever. I've gone back and forth all week. I, I do think it's going to be close. I mean, yeah. I think it's going to be a really fun, hard-fought game. I don't see either one winning big. Probably comes down to who has the ball last type of situation or a, a big special teams play or something like that or a, a late you know, fourth-quarter blunder or a bad call or something like that. I just feel it's going to be really yeah. evenly played. I will say this. You don't want to leave it – well, don't leave it in the hands of the officials as we saw <laughs> yesterday was in last rough, night's yeah. game. Um, but the crew working this game is Bill Vinovich's crew. Okay. This season in 10 games, Bill Vinovich's crew has called 101 penalties uh, for 867 yards. Those are both league lows. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a little different than uh, Cowboys Raiders that a you guys different, yeah. <laughs> watched. With Where the you had, you had Sean Hockley's crew working that game. And 28 penalties in that game. For like they've called the most yards. penalties for the most penalty yards. Like if, if I'm the if I'm the NFL if I'm sitting in the NFL offices, this is your this is one of your marquee games. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's watching. This is the afternoon. This isn't the early one. It's, it's not probably the, the most eyes yesterday. Yeah, probably the most right. eyes on that game because everybody's and casual fans or kids that don't usually watch games. Yeah. Or, you know, my nephew's six or seven. He's starting to learn the players. Like he's watching that game. Is that yeah. the product that you want to put out there for people? No, <laughs> you know, frankly, and I know I mean, three hundred yards of penalties almost. Yeah, I, mean, I know Bob Labriola has, has railed against this one before. I don't know what Sean Hockley's resume is, other than the fact that his, his dad, dad was, was a, his dad was an NFL official. Right, right. That does not make you a competent no official currently. I know those guys don't make millions and billions of dollars or whatever, they make a but pretty good living. But they they're extremely important to in or a, a corporation that is worth billions and billions and billions. And it just seems to me, if you look at the crews at the end of the year, and one crew is way different than the others, either with not throwing flags or throwing flags, that needs to be seriously evaluated. Yeah. Like, if you're much different Things than should the, balance out over the course absolutely. of the season. A month, no big deal. Or yeah. you know, you, a game where there's fights left and right, and, you know, okay. But over the course of the year... We should all be within what 10 15 percent of each other give yeah. or take there shouldn't be outliers because you don't usually you don't work the same team over and over again no, you work right, different, right right different games different times and i know that you know that people always i've, I've been asked this year you know do these crews get uh, you know do they get penalized for this or do they get you know yeah they they don't get to work playoff games super bowls and playoffs but is that and... really a penalty Right, right. I mean, I don't know because somebody's got to work those games. Just be okay. You're the you. You don't get to work these, but well, we got to. Somebody has to do it, so we got to take these other crews that maybe we're also. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's a Pro Bowl necessarily. Yeah, you know, I, I, and I don't know what that means financially. You know, how much more money do you make if you're a playoff crew or a Super Bowl crew or whatever? I'm, I'm sure you get a bump. Let's put it this way: I can go down through. This is the list of the officials mm-hmm. in the NFL. I didn't mean to go down this road, but here it is. Yeah, right. I, okay. So here are the here are the referees and they they run the each officiating crew. Because it wasn't Tell, even just Cowboys Raiders yesterday. Like yeah. Detroit was hard to watch, and some of them were, many were self inflicted. Don't get me wrong, but it's like man, 
can you, you can let not that throw go. that holding call? Yeah. I mean, Didn't we affect need another the play. third and 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm going to read down through these, and you tell me if you've heard of the referee or you haven't oh, heard of Oh, I'm bad about this. I'm going to know nothing. But there's going to be some of them that you've heard of. Yeah. And it's not such a bad thing if you haven't heard it. You don't know oh, who they Oh, right, are. right, right. I'm going to embarrass myself, though, that I do this for a living and don't know any of them. But go. All right. So, Hockey Lee, we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't if his name was Jones. You might because of the way he's pe- he's Probably, but games. Uh, his dad stood out even amongst yeah. you know, officials, the longtime officials, too. Carl Cheffers. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure I'd pick him out walking past him in right. the mall, but I know the name. His crew is called the second most penalties in the league this okay. year. Scott Novak. No. Land Clark. No. Adrian Hill. No. <laughs> Clay Martin. Nope. Tony Corrente. Yes. He's been he's been around for mm-hmm. a while. Brad he's Rogers. Got a cool name too. Yeah. Brad Rogers. No, not a cool name. Boring. Jerome Boger. Yes. Craig Rolstadt. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't pick him out of a lineup. No. Sean Smith. No. John Hussey. Yes. Cleet Blakeman. Yes. Great name. Remember, Cleet, Cleet, great yeah. name. Right. Alex Kemp. I wonder if he changed his name to Cleet. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Kemp, no. Brad Allen. Yeah. He's been around for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. Ron Torbert. Yes. He's been around for a yeah. while. Bill Vinovich. Yes. Those are the guys. So about in, half. In descending order, you knew more of the guys at the bottom of the list. Probably because they've been around longer. They've been around been longer. better at their job. Okay. They're better at their job. They've called, they call. They don't oh, call every single little thing. Right, right, right. And also, I, I've ma- I made note of this last week as I was watching. I can't remember what game he did, but it was again, once again, uh, Hockey Lee's crew. They're calling this obscure stuff. Like you're looking for stuff to call if you're calling that. Like yeah, I got a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so he Hockey Lee called the Cowboys the, the Dallas game. Oakland, Las Vegas game. But yeah. yeah. And the Steelers are getting one with very few calls. Yeah, right? Vinovich is calling their game this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Who do you think that favors? I don't know. You know, if you look at it, um, they've called 51 penalties on the home team, 50 penalties on the away team. So mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think you can look at this and say they do a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in, in general. Um, I, you know, I just always wonder. When I think fewer penalties, I definitely think that favors teams that are heavy man coverage, grabby teams. Um, I also think it favors, doesn't favor good pass rushing teams. You know, well like they've if, called. I mean, offense going to get held a yeah. lot. You know, offensive holding is their number one call. They've called it twenty times. Good, okay. Which is actually on the low end. Of birds, yeah. Holding calls, right, right. Uh, false starts of nineteen. You can't really. I don't say there's not a lot of discrepancy there, though. Uh, ten and then ten defensive pass interference penalties. So basically, one a game. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, there's, you know, if you look at it, there's not a lot of, you know, there's four delay a game penalties, um, illegal contact three times, encroachment twice, um, two unsportsmanlike, two illegal shifts. Two face masks, two offensive pass interference penalties, and some of those pre-snap ones are everyone would call. You have to call, right? Yeah. Right, a legal shift or a, you know, a jumping off sides, those type of things. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just look at it. And, uh, you know, I, I. Who knows? Maybe we'll come in here on on Monday and well, boy, I can't believe Bill Vinovich's crew blew that one. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a tough job. But I would rather that. have a crew that that lets the players decide the game. I would, too. And I think the average viewer that doesn't have any chips or money or fandom down on Steelers, Bengals, or, frankly, Raiders, Cowboys, would like fewer penalties. I mean, they just think it's more watchable. 
I, I, in I terms mean, of Bears was hard enough to watch as it was, oh, and then yeah. you threw the penalties on top. Is like, man, this is just one more anchor these guys are trying to carry up the mountain. Yeah. Um, in terms of it, you know who it favors, I don't know yeah. because if you look at these two teams, particularly, you know, I know we use football outsiders DVOA a lot. Mm-hmm. It might surprise people to to know that the Steelers are twenty first in offensive DVOA. Okay. The Bengals are twenty third. Yeah, that is a little surprising. You know, with the offensive weapons that they have, they're not very good offensively. No, they're sort of. Like, they're great in the red zone. They've scored a lot of big plays. They haven't run a ton ton of plays. Their run game isn't as good as you think. Their line isn't as good as you think. Burroughs turned the ball over a fair amount. but His 11 interceptions are second in the league. Right, right. You know, I mean, there's... I reference that stat pack a lot that I do late in the in the year, in the week. And this week I thought it was more – I thought it was the best one I've done yet, to be honest with you. And it had nothing to do with me. It was just the matchup. <laughs> this, yeah, you know, I mean, right. I do the same crap every week. And it just was – there was a lot to unpeel there about yards after contact and all these things I found, you know, I thought that were interesting. It's like, man, it kind of does tell a good story for this particular game. And a lot of it is like the Bengals' offense. Like they're highly efficient in the red zone – but they don't get there much. Right. They have the most touchdowns outside the red zone in the league. Well, that makes sense, but they haven't over the last three games. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what Jamar I mean? Chase um, has been very quiet over the last month. month yeah, exactly. They lost those two, and then they went to a bye, and then they, they beat up on the Raiders pretty good yeah. last week. You know, But those two before the bye, they, they the were Jets. getting figured out and yeah. were not playing well, period. Here's what happens, and you see this every year, with, with particularly the wide receiver position. Um, I think guys or defenders get surprised by how quickly a, a young receiver gets up on them. Maybe Chase more than anyone that I can remember in recent memory. Yeah. It, it, My, actually, Mike Tomlin referenced that earlier in the week. He said, oh, if you remember, he said, like, Martavis Bryant, when he first when we first started playing him, yeah, he yeah. being the Steelers, when we first started playing them, um, you know, if you remember back, he was getting, a, like, a touchdown a week. Because yeah. he was just running okay. by guys, they right, didn't expect right, right. him, somebody that big, to be able to get up on top of them. That I'm fast. sure that the, the the coaches said this is a third round pick that has some traits, yeah. you know, but it wasn't like holy smokes, that's Randy Moss coming out of school. Yeah. Or, and then know, all of a sudden you're Calvin playing Johnson. him and you're giving him the nor- you know cushion you would give a normal guy that size, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know he's behind you. And, and we always talk about this: weeks go quick in, in the course of an NFL season. It's not week one where you've been preparing for him the whole time. But by the time the college reports get filtered down to the defensive back coach who's going up against Chase, he probably doesn't even read them. Well, if you, you know remember I mean? too, or, Chase you know. Chase in the preseason didn't do anything, and he didn't do anything. The, the probably you know his the thing people were talking about with him was the drop passes. Right, right, right. He was talking you about striping the ball, yeah, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Is he a bust? They're talking about that in preseason. Well, now I know. think everybody's kind of adjusted, and so maybe you're giving him a little more space than you, you know. The, the thing I noticed with him, and I'm glad you mentioned about him kind of taking the league by storm, because he's almost like that hitter or pitcher that's gone through the league now, yeah, yeah. and there's enough tape, because he's not the biggest guy, but he is a bully. I mean, he is very aggressive. He beats man coverage by running through you. Yeah. You know, He's not a technician against man coverage, but he's very physically talented, despite not being Mike Evans' size, you yeah. know? So he runs through corners, and he's not a real technician with his hands and his feet and, you know, releases. And he didn't play football last year. I mean, the right. last time we saw him football in, in college, he was 19. So I think corners are starting to realize 
just like an offensive tackle that fights a bull rusher. Like, I'm not going to give you the bull. You know, I'm going to yeah. set on the bull, and I'm going to make you beat my edges with your hands and feet, and I think it's slowing him down a little bit. Yeah, the other thing I, I noticed, I, I made note of about him in that first game is he has a second gear, it seems, that oh, yeah. cornerbacks, probably don't. cornerbacks don't have. And then yeah. all of a sudden you realize, wait, well, i got to give him a couple extra, just a little more cushion once I get into my back pedal here because yeah. this guy's – you know, if you don't, he's going to accelerate yeah. and run by you. And, you know, Burrow hits him in stride on a crosser, like A.J. Brown kind of stuff. You yeah. know, like play action, crosser, hit him, and then, whoa, he's he, he got up moving faster than I thought. Yeah. Know? Right. No, so, I think there's some of that. Yeah. Um, now, uh, at the same token, you do have to be cognizant of, of mixing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. this is a tough offense to play against despite their overall numbers. I, and part of that, if you also lump in the Steelers, and I know both these offenses have had their struggles, and everyone's watched probably every snap of the Steelers, but the skill guys in this game, pretty darn good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty there's, good. There's a lot of talent there. Yeah, I mean, who's more talented? If you, Harris if you or took Mixon the two or, offensive you know, right. lines and put them together, you might have one good one. Right, but <laughs> you don't. The skill guys don't need any help. Right. You know, I mean, if Fryermuth is seventh or eighth on the list of you know most dangerous skill guy. I think there could be some big plays and yeah. on both sides. I think yeah. there'll be points in this game. I do as well. Um, you know, and, and that's not a knock against the defenses. No, I they're just talented dudes with the yeah. football. I think you know if, if we're if we're looking at the defenses, who has the edge there? Well, we Minka, we're going to say is playing right. Yeah, we think but Watt and Hayden. Watt and Hayden are, assume that the Steelers are back to full strength. Then I'll take the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah. But I'm pretty impressed with the Bengals D. It's the best it's, it's been in a long time. It's it's at least middle of the pack to above average. Yeah, that's yeah. where I would put it too. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's deep up front. They rush the passer pretty well. Secondary solid. Not as much splash as the Steelers though. If they have Minka and Watt in particular. Yeah. You know, but also probably less inconsistencies. But yeah. some of that's you know I mean some of that's Bush and second D lineman, third D lineman. You know that there's. There's probably more spots to attack the Steeler D, but I would still take the Steeler D. Yeah, this is a big game. You know, Keith Butler yesterday was was asked about Devin Bush, and he said, "Look, we need him running to the ball and wrapping up like everybody yeah. else. That's what we expect of everybody else." We, so I think he, I think the gauntlet has been put down for Devin Bush this week. It feels like it's kind of transition time where, like, okay, you've had your. Your ten games to get your legs back under you—it's mm-hmm. time to go. You know, we know you're young and all that, but this is the turning point in a linebacker's career, and we need you to be an above-average starter. Yeah, and, let, and I think he's been a below-average starter this year. Yeah, I mean, he's now at like 30 career starts, so you're—you yeah. you got your two years of playing time in. I don't want to hear that you got tricked because of this motion or this action. That you, you know, you should be able to make up for that, and we—we we know you can run and are an explosive player. Show it. Show it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's time. Yeah, it, it, that's that's definitely one to keep an eye on, uh, particularly against, you know, a guy like Mixon, and, and their tight end has mm-hmm. come on a little bit too. Yeah. I, I mean, I know he got exposed, like, in routes against Eckler. A lot of guys do. And I say that. Eckler is pretty McC- good. Effery, yeah, yeah. McCaffrey, Kamara, Eckler, they're going to beat. 99% of the linebackers almost. Yeah. I mean, Maybe you 100% have to, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're running a crosser with, with nothing between you and the sideline. Or you give him a two-way go. Yeah. You know, he comes out of the backfield. You don't know if he's going to the sidelines or the middle. He's going to win. It's like a senior bowl drill yeah. one-on-one. I mean, linebackers lose those every time, you know. So that doesn't – I mean, 
give the guy some credit who's run the route too. I mean, he's as good as they get. Well, that's one thing. It's never nobody happens. ever happens. Right? <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah. else is ever any good. No, it's just no. the Steelers. Eckler and Allen and Herbert are you know just average players. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, uh, looking back or looking at, at Burrow's season, he has not run at all. No. Originally, I thought it was because of a big knee injury, you know, and yeah. maybe he's being instructed not to. He's now he moves well, though. I mean, he's yeah. not a statue, and, and but he's not taking. But off he's at not all. taking off at all. Yeah, I don't know that you know if the, if the Bengals were watching the tape of Herbert. I wonder if they're going to what how they interpret that this yeah. year or this week. Because I also think there'll be a lot fewer running lanes if Watt plays. That's the other. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, the other. I mean, it's it, it that closes down when it you closes have, down a lot because those guys now. You, you know, you know who you're rushing. You know, Hayward talked about it earlier in the week. You see, you have to trust the guys next to you mm-hmm. to stay in their lane. And, and the protection schemes are just so much different when yeah. he's in there. You know, right. like uh, you, you can make mistakes as a pass rusher with your lane or getting too far afield. But if two blockers are on the left outside linebacker, you know, it's just yeah. the numbers game. As opposed to just two guys. Okay, two guys are going to drive Hayward past the. Yeah, right, right, know, right. Past right. the quarterback, and the quarterback, he's going to see man defense and just take off. Mm hmm. Yeah. And a lot of those were just un- undoings of the Steelers. I don't think the Chargers game plan for him to run much. No, I I, th- I think he recognized it very well. When, yeah, when they very were well. in man defense, okay. As soon as the, as soon as mm-hmm. I see an opening, I'm going to take off and run because they're a man. I'm glad you brought that up because I wonder if the Steelers give them the openings, will Burrow take it like Herbert did? Herbert's a better runner, but yeah. Burrow can get stuff there. He's capable. Slide. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did, but he hasn't much this year. No, he has not. Um, he, I think he had, uh, if I remember correctly, it was five carries for seven or nine yards against the Steelers, and one of those was a six-yard run that he did convert a third down on. Okay. But overall, he has not taken off at all this year. No, he hasn't. He did a fair amount last year in at LSU, and he yeah. is a good athlete. Yeah, he's got less than half the yardage that he had last year. Hmm, okay. he play, remember, he only played 10 games last year. He's played 10 this year. Okay, that and adds so up. So it's, it's less than half. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's just that adds not, up on tape. He's not too. taking off at all, so I don't know that that's going to be the big problem that it was last week. No, I bet not. I yeah. bet not. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we'll take a look at this week's slate of games. Right after this. Black and gold football lives here. What a play! 24-7. You're listening to SNR. 